to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. Welcome to Beer Me on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. I live, work, and love beer here in D.C. During my time in culinary school, I gained an appreciation for good beer and continued my studies in beer in grad school at NYU. Since then, I have been a beer director, beer bar general manager, and I get to continue to explore the beer world with all of you wonderful listeners. Every week, I will have a different guest from different parts of the beer world, from brewers, importers, bartenders, educators, to help us explore this fascinating and dynamic world. Whether you're new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. So today I have a very special guest. We have Matthew Pollard. Uh, He is the Allagash Field Sales Rep for Washington, D.C. and Maryland. Matthew, thank you so much for joining us. Excited to be here. So before we dive into all things Allagash, which is by far and away one of my favorite breweries here (laughs) in the U.S., um, this past weekend was a really big beer weekend. Absolutely. I'm still uh, recovering. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, uh, Denizens had their fourth annual Make It Funky uh, Wild Beer Festival, where brewers from all over uh, brought their funky and wild beers. You had uh, the Oyster Wars, Mm -hmm. uh, and you were there for most of the, you want to tell the listeners what that's all about? Yeah, so unfortunately I wasn't able to go to the the Make It Funky at Denizens, but Mm -hmm. I I was spending my day at... uh, at the uh, Oyster Wars at the Salt Line, which is a really fun account down by the ballpark. Uh, and it was basically a, a festival uh, dedicated to lots of fun beers highlighted by other half um, and a lot of oysters and really fun food from vendors like Chico and uh, other vendors, vendors throughout the area. But with uh, the Allagash tent, we got to pour some beers uh, next to Oxbow. And so we were pouring three beers. One was Cool Ship Red, uh, which is basically our uh, homage to a Lambic style beer blended with some raspberries. Uh, we had Cultive, which is basically a sour wheat beer that we age on uh, spent, spent uh, peaches. So that was pretty popular. And then the Saison Gratis is the third beer that we poured. Uh, all pretty acidic beers, and this one was kind of the most mellow. Uh, it's cool in our cool ship, but not spontaneously fermented. With um, then, then we transfer it to an oak fooder and open ferment it. So. And for people who maybe aren't familiar with cool ships, can you just give them a little rundown? So, so it's basically like a shallow vessel. We have like a little shed in the back of our brewery. We installed it about 12 years ago. We were the first brewery in America to use this. It's, it's a kind of a traditional Belgian-style way of producing beer where um, you kind of let the windows open at night and uh, the, the airborne wild yeast uh, kind of inoculates our, 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 wort, our beer. And then It's a magical little shed. It's very, very magical. <laughs> Uh, and then there was also Zwanzi Day. Yes, that was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there for the for the Zwanzi Day uh, toast, but uh, I got to go after uh, after Oyster Wars. So I was over there about nine thirty at night, and uh, we had sent a keg of uh, Cool Ship Resurgum, which is our most traditional sort of Cool Ship style beer, mm-hmm. a blend of one, two, three, and three year old Lambic beer. Uh, and fortunately, that was still on when I got to go there and and, and got to drink that drink that alongside the Zwanzi beer by Cantillon. Yeah. So this, the staff told me it was quite busy that day. Oh, I'm sure. I've, uh, I have, when Zwanzi Day was at Church Key, and I was the general manager there, I remember those days being especially <laughs> stressful. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everybody but I, seemed worn out. It, it's, a, it's a great day, though. Now, for listeners who maybe aren't familiar with Zwanzi Day, so Cantillon would 
probably the most famous brewery out of uh, Brussels, Belgium. Uh, they started to release this beer in 2008, um, and Zwanzi translates to like a sarcastic joke. Oh. <laughs> so basically, um, the idea was is they were doing non-traditional like spins on this very traditional beer, um, and so every year the Zwanzi beer is different. And uh, Jean Van Roy, the, the head brewer, noticed that people were buying the beers from the brewery for you know six euros, and then selling it on eBay for like eighty dollars, and he you know, was pretty upset with that. I mean, it still happens, but, uh, essentially he wanted to release the Zwanzi beer in kegs. Uh, so this turned into this really beautiful tradition where these kegs are released to, you know, all these different countries all over the world, all these different, you know, brew pubs and breweries, and it's all tapped at the same time. So, you know, 3 PM, uh, in DC, which is, you know, 2 p.m. in Austin, which is, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, so it's this really beautiful community tradition. And every year it's different. So last year, um, it, what is it, the addition of the oolong tea? Yep. Uh, and this year, and here's the thing, Zwanzi Day is like my favorite, favorite beer thing that happens every year. And unfortunately, I was moving and it killed me that I couldn't be there. How was it this year? The, the beer? Yeah. It was pretty mellow this year. I, I forget exactly what barrels they were aged in, but I think it was Amaro and a few other barrels. And it was super smooth and mellow. And yeah, it's definitely a really special beer. Yeah, this one was definitely more kind of like wine inspired. Absolutely. Um, but yes, I was, I was devastated <laughs> when I realized the dates that, that lined up with. But so big, big beer weekend. Uh, sure. Next weekend... Uh, will also be a fun beer weekend yes. uh, here in D.C. October 6th, you all are doing a pretty exciting event at Rustico, from what I understand. Yeah, we've got about, I don't know, 12 or 15 beers on draft, and it's a big seafood celebration. Uh, fall is really beautiful in the D.C. area, uh, and the Rustico in Boston has a nice patio, so we decided to pair up with them. And uh, it's, it's basically showcasing our cool ship red. Uh, which is something we've only poured in this area a few times. And uh, th- I think this is the first time we poured it in Virginia. So it's our traditional lambic with, blended with some raspberries and blends of some beers aged in oak. Uh, but it's basically that beer and a bunch of other Belgian-style beers uh, paired with some lobster and crab and just a big celebration. Yeah, so definitely check that out. Yeah. Um, and then the D.C. Homebrewers uh, Club is having their seventh annual uh, barbecue fundraiser at Three Stars on that Sunday. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it is a nice, busy beer weekend. And then the weekend after that, we're going to briefly talk about this because sure. next week I have Greg Engert coming to talk about Snallagaster. But Snallagaster is probably the biggest beer festival in D.C., and you're also participating in that as well. Yeah, it's one of the biggest beer festivals, I think, on the East Coast. Yeah, so, so um, tickets are still available, I think. So I think so, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we will we'll be going into that a deep dive sure. uh, next week with Greg. So Matthew, I want to talk a little bit about what you do okay. <laughs> exactly yeah. uh, for Allagash. Um, so you are the field sales rep for DC and Maryland, mm-hmm. and. Much like when we had Chris Bannock on, who previously represented Avery, a brand company, I'm curious what it is like for you to represent one brand as opposed to selling a host of brands. It's a lot of fun. And I've, okay. I've done the other side of that and sold a lot of brands, and that's a lot of fun too. But, uh, you know, I specifically work for Allagash, so I, I go around kind of 
doing a mixture of thanking accounts for carrying my beer and then trying to grow my business. And it's definitely, you know, not every account in, in the world wants to pour Allagash White, although I think they should. But yeah. uh, Allagash White's about 91% of my business in this market. So a majority of what I'm trying to do is kind of grow that business and then diversify it a little bit. Try to build on some Allagash Triple you know, bottle placements and draft lines and a little bit of curio as it gets a little cooler in DC. So for our listeners who maybe may not be familiar, Allagash White is one of those beers that you kind of see everywhere and people forget how amazing it is and how special it is. And it's not until you're deprived of it when you realize, oh, I definitely took this for granted. So can you tell people a little bit about why this specific beer is is pretty important to the craft beer world? Sure. I mean, it's just a a unique story with the the owner of Allagash Brewing Company, Rob Todd, really deciding when he was 25 or 26 that he wanted to make beer for the rest of his life. And he definitely wanted to try to create something that nobody else in America was making it at the time. And so he, he wanted to focus on a Belgian-style wood beer. And that's when Allagash White, the idea of that, was created. Uh, it, it was really a one- to two-man operation from day one with him and you know an assistant. Uh, but over time, the first 10 years, it was really hard to grow that business. It was hard to really get people to decide, decide to put it on a cloudy beer, basically. People would ask him, why is this beer cloudy? Why is it it's not going to sell? Um, so it wasn't really until 2004 and 2005 until the beer really took off. But I think just the story of forming that beer and focusing on that and giving us a, an identity is really what's so special about the beer. It's definitely a beer that gets people in the craft beer and a beer that keeps people in it. It's so, a gateway drug. It's a gateway drug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a nice way to kind of ease into the, into the craft beer mm-hmm. world for sure. Uh, and there will be... Uh, Allagash White in cans, from what I understand. Yes, uh, we're going to be um, releasing them in a limited market next year. Um, kind of, you know, I guess there was an article that came out a few weeks ago. Um, it's it's going to be kind of focused on the New, New England footprint, and then we'll kind of go from there. I really want to get Allagash White cans in my market, obviously. Yeah. But uh, you know, we move you know at a pretty pretty normal pace. Uh, we're we're owned by one 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 person, so it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely something that we're cautious about right now in terms of how quickly we expand. So Nice. So, uh, what is it? Probably not last year, but the year before, um, I went on an exciting journey to Portland, Maine. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I got to see the Allagash Brewery. And I have to tell you, it was one of the best brewery tours I have ever been on. Uh, not only was it very thoughtful in what we saw and how mm. things were explained, but you got to see, you know, the little character and the little culture uh, that you had throughout the brewery. For example, there's a large space where there's like a uh, almost like a NASCAR-looking jacket hanging. Oh yeah. And so every year you have the Pinewood Derby yeah. races. Um, I think it's among different departments, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it's during our uh, holiday party, basically, in February. So I got to participate that in uh, this past year, and there's an award for, like, the best car in terms of uh, design and the, the fastest car. So it's, re- it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And those things are important to kind of build sure. culture. What are some other things that you all do uh, to kind of encourage that, you know, team mentality? Sure. Yeah, uh, innovation is a big part of our core values, and, and that's kind of seen all throughout the brewery but most specifically recently with our pilot system basically anybody at the brewery can go on our internet and pitch an idea um, with sort of a recipe idea and work with our brewmaster to brew something on a small scale that gets shared uh, in kind of our break room 
And then if people like it enough in the break room, it moves into a larger batch to kind of try out in the tasting room. And then from there, it could turn into a national release. So this year, the, the two lights has probably been the most successful, something that started in our pilot system by our sales assistant, Mariah. And then that was last year. And then this year, we decided it was something really fun and it had a really good story. Basically, a wine beer inspired beer uh, made with Sauvignon Blanc, grape must, lagered, and then champagne, champagne yeast in secondary. So it's kind of cool that not just a brewer can participate in the pr- production of our beers, basically. Yeah, and I mean that that was a, a beer launched all over the area, and that yep. was, you know, started by it can be anybody in the mm-hmm. in the brewery. Maybe me one day. Yeah. What are and do you do you homebrew or do you? Brew? I, I have before. It's very time consuming. So for sure. Um, yeah, I think if I were to brew again just at home, I would probably do the malt extract. I, I live in a one bedroom apartment, so it's not very spacious. That's fair. I get that. <laughs> uh, and I got to ask, so you have beer in your break room, you said, or? Yeah, at the, at the brewery. At, I, I'm not at the break room every, every uh, week, but, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, there's just a couple taps at the break room f- for people to go get beer at the end of their shift. That sounds so really lovely. It's very fun. Yeah. <laughs> and you were just up in Portland, right? Oh, yeah, for a week. It was horrible. Just, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, the food culture there is growing, and obviously it's really cool to go up there in, in the, a couple times a year and get to kind of put faces to all the people I don't get to see every day. Yeah, and it's amazing how much that city has grown. I used to go up um, every year when I was a kid um, as my family was on our way to Canada, and um, now going back as an adult, there are so many amazing restaurants uh, like Duck Fat, Right, that's, duck fat is yeah, there. duck fat's yep. amazing. Yep. They have that phenomenal sandwiches, um, and and the great thing is, is you're so spoiled with that whole area and mm. craft beer. There's all these, so anywhere you go, any restaurant that has like, oh, we've got a local, you know, a few yeah. local tap lines. It's like Allagash, Oxbow. I yeah. mean, it's and it's amazing because you don't just see that one Allagash draft line; you see two or three some at some places, which is really cool. Yeah. What are some restaurants that you were that you got to try while you were up there? Uh, Scales is a nice uh, restaurant in the Old Port that I really like. Just a waterfront uh, restaurant with a lot of good fresh seafood. Mm-hmm. Um, Izakaya Manato is a new sort of small Japanese izakaya right across the street from uh, the Oxbow Blending and Bottling Facility. Just very authentic, uh, small plates, and just, that was really fun. I, kind of new places every time so i still haven't been to the drifter's wife but everybody tells me to go there yeah yeah well on this segment of travel portland (laughs) (laughs) um all right well we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back on uh, full service radio beer me Interstitial music here, courtesy of Space Disease. It is called Aluminum Lake. We'll be right back on Beer Me.
Welcome back to Beer Me, recording live at the Line Hotel in Washington, D.C. on Full Service Radio. Today, I'm sitting down with Matthew Pollard. He is the Allagash Field Sales Rep for Washington, D.C. and Maryland. Uh, We just had a fun little segment, uh, basically encouraging all of you to go to Portland, Maine and uh, drink beer and eat food. Go visit Allagash Brewing Company. (laughs) Go visit Allagash Brewing Company, uh, specifically. Yeah, the the actual experience of seeing the brewery is really fantastic. Now, okay, I'm not trying to give away anything. I don't know if they do this for everybody, but we had the cool experience of drinking curio in the curio room yes it's very it's, it's a very fun room to be in that's so I, I don't cool. think they do that for everybody but okay, I, i've definitely right. gotten to do that myself I've, yeah <laughs> i don't mean to ruin anything yeah, yeah. or like put out but no everybody does there. see the curio room i don't know if people everybody gets to drink in the curio room though that so, was all right i don't yeah. want to give anything away but that was and it's yeah. it's really cool to see and for our listeners who aren't familiar can you tell them a little bit about what curio is sure yeah it's the first barrel aged beer we ever made um it's basically our triple so a stronger golden ale aged in uh freshly emptied gin bean barrels for about eight weeks and then we cut it with a little bit of fresh triple so it's just a very unique belgian style beer aged in bourbon barrels it's golden, so you think of a, a barrel-aged beer, you think of like a robust imperial stout. In this case, it's something we've been making for 15 years and just it has a little bit of a cult following. Uh, I think, you know, D.C. is a bourbon town and a lot of other metropolitan areas, people are getting more involved with bourbon. So it's been growing over time. The room's actually gotten a lot bigger in the past few years because we just started making it in 12-ounce uh, four-packs. Yeah, and it's, uh, it goes down like just a smidgen too easy. You know a little I mean? bit, yeah. yeah it does not taste bit. 11% at <laughs> You're all. Like, and yeah. I can drink four of these. Yeah. No, you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a really cool experience. And, you know, when you're actually in the tasting room, you know, there's all these different beers to try. And that whole outdoor area is really beautiful. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Go food visit. trucks there are awesome. The food trucks are amazing. Yeah. Go visit. Yeah. Go visit Portland. You can get there yeah. really easily. There's direct flights. Yeah. And actually, that tasting room department mm-hmm. is now the largest department at the brewery. So it's a big part of our business for sure. Really? Well, so many people are visiting Allagash right now. And it, it just caused us to be able to hire more people to work for Allagash, which is really cool. Yeah, that is awesome. And, you know, I imagine Allagash is a larger brewery. So I, I imagine that working for them is nice. Yeah, definitely <laughs> a larger brewery, but still a very small business. So yeah, um, it's it's a definitely lots of uh good perks with with the brewery for sure and from what i understand you have a new beer coming out soon sure yeah we uh have a few more beers left over in our limited release calendar for the year uh and uh this this one coming out in november is called pictavia so it's actually named after the original name for scotland it is a belgian style scotch beer so think scotch silly by brasserie de silly uh, along that style, very malt forward, kind of stronger Belgian style uh, Scotch ale, and it's aged in a uh, Glen Morange Quinta Reuben barrels. I don't, we we don't have that on the label. I don't think we're allowed to put that on the label, but that's what they're aged in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say it's nine or ten percent. I've not tried it yet, but I I just think the label looks really spot on, and it it sounds delicious to be drinking in November in in my market. Yeah, plus I feel like that beer as well as a curio is one of those or, or these beers that would be fantastic with like Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much easy to pair with everything. Yeah. Um, and they're non-wild beers. You know, a lot of our barrel-aged beers now are sour and acidic, and it's nice to be able to kind of showcase some, some other non-wild barrel-aged beers. Yeah. So you are, you live here in D.C. then? Yes. Okay. So you're a little remote from 
the mothership. Very remote. Very remote from the mothership. <laughs> um, but you've been, if you, are you from this area? Do you live in this area? I've lived in D.C. for about 13 years. Okay. Yep. Originally from West Virginia, Southern West Virginia, which is actually a little similar to Maine in terms of the lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. Rural and easygoing. Wild and wonderful. Wild, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have seen the D.C. beer scene morph a lot. Have you always been in beer? Uh, I, I guess I've sort of, I haven't always been in beer, mm -hmm. but since 2007, I've been in beer in some aspect. I, I, I got my start in uh, D.C. at Pizzeria Parity, so. Okay. Uh, and, and the Georgetown location and kind of did that for a few years when I was in college at Georgetown. Uh, finished college, worked as a paralegal, legalist, litigation clerk, as I, I guess what it was called, but uh, did that for about two years. It wasn't, didn't really make me happy. It wasn't really what I wanted to do, so I went back and worked in restaurants, worked with uh, Tim Liu at Scion for a little bit, and then back to Pizzeria Paradiso for a few years and worked my way up until I, I decided to leave the restaurant industry to go work for a distributor for a few years. And I've been with Allagash now for about a year and a half, and it's definitely my dream job for sure, so... So what is that shift like? And for listeners who don't know, Pizza Paradiso is sure. a fantastic uh, restaurant group. Uh, they have three restaurants now? Uh, four now. Four yeah. now. And a fifth coming. Um, and a fifth coming. Yeah. Um, really, really amazing food, but mm -hmm. a phenomenal beer list. And a lot of uh, people have kind of worked through the ranks in their in their beer program and Absolutely. have gone on to do really amazing yep. things there's two two people uh that used to work in the the, the bar program at uh at pizzeria parody so that are now at oxbow brewing company mm -hmm. and then uh i guess sam fitz was at pizzeria parody so for a bit too and he's got his own cidery here in dc Entre, yeah. so it's pretty cool so and and definitely check out the episode with sam uh he did a fantastic job um so what is that shift like when you are shifting from restaurants to beer distribution? It's definitely a different lifestyle sure. for sure. But, but, but you know, your face lit up when you said this is a dream job. So what, what oh, does at, that look like? At Allagash, I, I definitely work a lot more than I did when I was at the restaurant. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think the hours are a lot better and it's just fun to be able to go around from various restaurant groups and work on trying to grow our, our small business basically. Now I feel like Allagash is 23 years old now, 23 years old now but we, we operate kind of like a startup where it's, it's really just me and Maryland and DC and it's my role to work with our distributors to really expand our presence in this market and continue to grow. And have you noticed that you know when you're working with distributors that people have kind of upped their game essentially? You've noticed that reps um, you know, are really, really knowledgeable, you don't have to do as much training or... You know, what have, what has your experience been with that? It's definitely important to get in front of distributors as much as you can. Working mm -hmm. with a group of 20 or 30 people that are basically responsible for keying in your, your orders and helping you grow, grow your business. And kind of a, lo a lot of bigger accounts that we've gotten have started with that distributor relationship. And then I've kind of latched onto it. Uh, so, yeah, they definitely distribute distributorships are a big part of how, you know, Allagash has grown over the years. So. It's, yeah, it's important to stay, stay on top of mind, especially with the amount of breweries that are, you know, there's 7,000 breweries in the U.S. now. Um, it, it gets easy to get lost within a portfolio for sure. And do you find that you are coming up against a lot of local breweries um, as far as, you know, dedicated tap lines or anything like that? I mean, it's, it's definitely a thing. Mm -hmm. um, but because, I, the, the, I mean, craft beer sure. in D.C., all of a sudden 
we have so many breweries and they're yeah. all producing really great beer Absolutely. and it's growing. Yeah. Um, so how is that competing, you know, in a, in a non local sense? Uh, I, I mean, I'd rather to see a, a local producer on draft than something like a shock top or a blue moon for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that the, the scene in, in the DC area, the restaurants have expanded and, uh, you know, you used to see just six draft lines at a, at a restaurant. Now you'll see 12 to 16. So it's definitely uh, more colorful in DC. Uh, I would, I wouldn't call it competition though. Okay. Um, I think, uh, you know, the, a lot, a lot of people still have respect for, for Allagash Brewing Company in my market. And, uh, it definitely resonates in a city where it's very transient. People are from all over the place. Um, you know, New Jersey is a really big market for us. There's a lot of people that come from New Jersey that live in DC now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allagash definitely resonates kind of wherever in my market. So I yeah. hope that answered your question. No, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> and, um, so I'm curious, I'm asking you two little superficial questions here, but, uh, what is your favorite Allagash beer? Oh my goodness. Right now, Curio. Yeah. <laughs> you drink it seasonally. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's, it's just it's October 1st. It's, uh, it's not humid and sticky in DC right now. So, uh, yeah, right now I'd say Curio is my favorite beer. I drink Allagash Dwight the most. Uh, mm-hmm. I've really been enjoying revisiting Saison a lot right now. Uh, it's, yeah. it's been doing pretty well for us in this market and I think it's just got this nice sharp finish to it. That's the thing. I always forget about, um, Allagash Saison. Yeah. It is such a great, um, representation of the style. I feel like sure. it's simple. Um, so definitely check that out if you all are out and about. Yeah. And now what is your favorite, uh, non Allagash beer? Oh boy. So, uh, are you allowed to answer that question? Yeah, I okay. can actually. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't want to say, I guess what my favorite non Allagash beer to drink is, but one that I enjoy to drink, mm-hmm. uh, is I, I'm not really a big IPA drinker. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, but Bell's too hard. And when I see that on draft somewhere and I'm not able to drink my own beer, yeah. Uh, I, I seek out Bell's Too Hearted. So that is a, I'd say that's my favorite non-Allagash, or the one I enjoy to drink the most. That is a staff favorite. I will, I will say it at Church Key. Yeah. The, the staff is fueled by Bell's Too Hearted and uh, Schlafly Kolsch. Okay. And <laughs> I, I prefer the uh, Gaffel Kolsch. I, I live right near uh, Bread Soda, and they've got the Gaffel Kolsch, Kolsch on draft. Uh, but I gotcha. I think Schlafly Kolsch was inspired a little bit by that one. They use the Gaffel yeast. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I guess I like both. Yeah, yeah. Technically, you're not allowed to call it a Kolsch if it's outside of Cologne, no. Germany. Yeah. But they use Gaffel yeast, so I feel like they can kind of get away with it. For sure. You know? <laughs> um, well, excellent. So... Uh, definitely for listeners, uh, check out, uh, the Allagash seafood social at Rustico. Oh, and I'm sorry, let's clarify which Rustico, uh, the one in Boston, the one in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very easy to get to very Good. metro accessible. Nice patio outside. Bring your, I think you can bring your dog there. I don't know. I don't know. Either. <laughs> I don't know. You got to double check that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's, it's Virginian. Everyone's pretty attached to their dogs. So, <laughs> um, and also, uh, next weekend, check out the DC homebrewers, uh, seventh annual barbecue fundraiser at three stars. Tickets are, I think, 10 or $12. So really, really inexpensive. And you're going to have access to some really fun home brews. Uh, well, Matthew, thank you so much for coming by on this. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. Monday this was morning. Fun. Yeah. And, uh, definitely check out the new Allagash releases and, you know, let's, 
let's pray for the Allagash white cans to come. To, oh yeah, to come down soon. Five years later, no. Five well, years they'll later. come. They'll come at some point. So. Nice. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, this has been Beer Me on Full Service Radio, recorded live from the Line Hotel. Cheers. Uh-huh.